Wow. Thank you so much, Pastor Mike. We really appreciate you. We love you. You and Pastor Julie. And uh, listen, just a, a few seconds before we take our seats, I, uh, I just want us just to stand in, uh, in honor, first of all, to the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And uh, second, to the great work that you guys are doing to pioneer a work in New York is... People don't understand the battles that your body goes through. They don't understand the battles that your life, your family, your relationships, your name, your reputation, your physical body goes through to keep a heaven open. You see, to keep a people think, Pastor Mike, that a open heaven is just by the grace of God. No, no, no. God uses the intervention of a human vessel to keep the heavens open. In fact, when we look at open heavens, we see when Jacob put his head upon the stone, the stone was anointed with oil and then the heavens opened and a ladder was going from heavens and the angels went up and down. But then the book of Peter says that we are living stones meaning that wherever we move, there's an open heaven. But as you maintain an open heaven, your body feels it. You know, we've done revivals all over South Africa. We've done revivals for many days. And you have to literally, as the minister that's carrying the thing by faith, you carry that open heaven. So I want us just to give a hand to Pastor Mike, Pastor Julie, V1 Church, for trusting me with your pulpit, <laughs> you know. And uh, I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, we'll just I, just, I just want to say thank you. I, I'm flying out in two days' time, so I'm taking no responsibility for any bad things that is going to happen. No, I'm joking, I'm joking. You can have your seats. You can have your seats, church. But it is daring to have me on your pulpit. Uh, and your pastor, and if I say pastor, it's a South African accent. I know it sounds like... Uh, the food you eat, pasta, pasta, you know, but uh, uh, that is how we speak. So I trust you will understand us. And uh, first of all, I want to welcome and just introduce my wife, uh, my only wife, my first wife, and my last wife, God willing, uh, that if you can just stand, Esther Lee, that's my wife, she stood with me. She has been with us. I mean, we, we, we got married when she was 18 years old, 17, 18. We were pushing the boundaries. But uh, we got married when she was 18. She went straight into ministry with me, full-time ministry. And uh, uh, we were just doing revival meetings. Now, I need to check my time. I want to get a message through to you this morning. But before, um, before I do it, uh, I just want to explain to you a little bit where I come from. And I, again, want to honor your pastors, your uh, uh, V1 Church, an incredible job that you guys are doing. You know, my dream has always been to preach in New York. And, uh, and you will see with my preaching, with my teaching style, it'll be more revelatory. It'll be more, uh, you know, it's prophetic revelation. So those with hungry hearts will be able to catch it. The way we do impartation is through prophetic teaching and then the gift will begin to flow and prophecy will begin to flow. But it depends on those whose hearts are hungry. Do we have some hungry people at least here? And uh, I was going to share with you a little bit of, where my of my testimony. I was saved at the age of 17. I was really called as a prophet from before birth. I got saved at the age of 17. We... Uh, uh, in a drug den, my drug dealer laid hands upon me, 
power of God came upon my life. I fell to the floor. was never the same from there and again. I was brought up in a drug house, if I can say it like that. Um, you know, my, uh, my just house parties we had, and I know many of you are familiar to this, uh, coming out of that time. And we were just, drugs was everywhere available. But when I gave my life to Jesus Christ, a power came on me. Obviously, all addiction was broken instantly. And within two weeks, I had an encounter where the Holy Ghost walked into my room. Now I was just fasting. I was praying. I would do 21-day fast, maybe four, five, 21-day water fast a year. I would do 40-day water fast. I was just hungry for Him. There was nothing in my room or even... My parents eventually kicked me out because I was still on fire. They were not saved at the time. And I was living in an outside room. Then I had to live with friends. But wherever I was living, there was not even a uh, any secular... I was just at my Bible. I had water and I had a music and we were serving God. And I never knew that we were going to have a worldwide ministry. I never knew what God was going to do. We were just hungry for Him. And I want to encourage everybody. It's not about ministry. It's not about the titles. It's not about uh, what. It's not about big names, celebrity names. It's about if your heart wants to serve Him, He will make you famous. And I'm going to share a truth today. When the glory of God, say with you the glory. Say the glory realm. There's a realm and a zone that believers can enter into, which has been neglected by the body of Christ. It is called the realm of glory. It is where you tap into where God can make a non-entity, somebody whose name is not known, and He can put them into the nations. He can take a non-entity and make a celebrity about them. I don't know if you listen to me. Say with you, one touch of His anointing. Can you hear me out there? Can you hear me? I hope New York is alive and not more dead than, uh, than South Africa. You cannot be more dead than South Africa. I trust New York is alive. Say with me, say with you one touch. Say it again. Say one touch of the anointing. Say one touch of the glory of God. Listen, to me. it's one touch from a person that has a holy hunger. And God can shift you and shake you and take you to the nations. Are you with me? So, so when I was, I got saved out of coming out of, out of a uh, drug addicted lifestyle, always knew I was called. But then I had this moment where the Holy Spirit walked into my room. It was, it was very significant. I was on a 21 day water fast and, uh, 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 and I was sitting in my bed worshiping the Lord and suddenly it was like a presence walked in and I could see a person, but I couldn't see a person. And I knew it was the Holy Spirit. A lot of people say the angel, no, I knew it was the Holy Ghost. A lot of people think that the Holy Spirit is a cloud or they think the Holy Ghost is some ghost. They don't understand that He is a bodily person. He is a person. When the Bible says that when Jesus was baptized in water, that the Holy Ghost came upon Him in bodily form. So the people would see a body of a person coming down like this. Unto Jesus. So when you speak to him, he's a person. Say with you, a person. So uh, uh, I know I'm, I'm difficult to my pronunciation, but uh, you know, we are, I always say that, um, that uh, you know, in, in South Africa, we have a joke. We have got many different languages. We have uh, English, and then we have Afrikaans, which is similar to Dutch. And then we have, uh, we have uh, uh, many different African languages. So um, I always say, you know, it's, 
those of us, I'm Afrikaans, that's why my accent is a little bit strange. Uh, we speak English because we're very intelligent, because for some reason, those in South Africa that speak English don't understand any other language, they only understand English. But I say Afrikaans are intelligent because they can understand English, so we have to speak English. But uh, the Holy Spirit came walking into my room as I was sitting, and I remember it was a presence that came walking in. I was sitting reading my Bible on a 21-day water fast, and it could, you could see the beds going in next to me like this, sitting. And it was like a voice began to speak to me and taking me to scriptures. And from that moment, the Bible began to be open to me. Uh, listen, you can open the Word, but it doesn't mean the Word is open to you. Jesus decides to whom He opens His Word. Let me tell you something else. This is not the Logos Word. I'm going to step on a few toes. It's silent. This is not the Logos. This is what they call the Graphe. They are different words. This is the Graphe word. Logos word is Jesus in person. Is the mind of God. I know as a, as a saying we've always preached and we said that, uh, you know, uh, this is the Logos and the Rhema and it is good for preaching. But actually this is the Graphe, the written word. Logos is the living word which is Jesus. Rhema is the spoken word when it becomes revelation to you. Then you have the shalak. Say with me, shalak. It's the prophetic word. It is the sent word. King, King David said that send your word and heal me. He said, God, send your word in a prophetic way and that it may strike me and heal me. When a prophet is in your midst and they prophesy over you, they're giving you what we call a shalak word. They can send a word to your house. They can send a word to your family. They can send a word to an individual or a situation. It comes like a torpedo to you. Are you guys with me? So this is the graphe. This is a part of the Logos. This is never the whole Logos. This is a part of the Logos. So as I was reading the graphe, it became alive and he began to open the word to me. As he opened the word to me, you know, the Bible says in Matthew chapter number 13, it says these words. It says, uh, to some it is given and to others it is not given. Which means that there is some qualification which God looks at other people when he decides to whom will receive revelation are you guys with me thank you there is there is uh, God looking at someone he is looking at a specific qualification to see is this the one that I'm going to use and then is this the one by whom my word will be opened? Because I can, my, Bible, my hands can open the Bible, but the Bible is not open to me. And if I'm a carnal person, my hands will open the word. But I'll read that, I'll read one or two or three verses and automatically my hands, because it's carnal, trying to read a spiritual book, will begin to close that book without me knowing it. And after a few seconds or a few minutes, I realized, oh, I'm not even reading the Bible anymore. Carnality cannot mix with spirituality. The carnal man cannot understand the things of the spiritual, of spiritual things. The spiritual man judges all things and is judged by no one. Are you guys with me? I have one goal this morning. And that is to bring a spiritual revelation. Now, we're not going to get to prophecy in the first service. I might minister to one or two people as the Holy Ghost, uh, as the Holy Ghost allows.
And uh, in the second service, we're going to be doing a lot of personal prophecy, a lot of, minis- uh, a lot of ministry. And even as I'm standing here, I can hear a lot of things that this is the Lord is speaking to me about people that are here um, and names and etc. that I'm getting as I'm standing here. But I want to, I need to get this message through to you. So if you want to say for personal prophecy afterwards, for the second service, you can do so. But I need to get this word through to you. Say with you these words, say faith, say anointing and say glory. There is, uh, do you guys, if we do scriptures, do you put bed or do you open your phone? Well, how does it work? Phone, Apple, eh? Android deliverance, Apple. Okay. Uh, so go with me to 2 Corinthians chapter number 3 verse 18 in your phones. I want you to read this. Oh, in fact, don't go. Well, it's your phone, so you should have amplified. Try to read Amplified. I'll try to get it here out of the Amplified. I want to give you a truth through this morning. I want this. Before I get there, I mean, you can go there so long. So I was sitting on my bed and the Holy Ghost began to open up the Word to me. And He took me through Scriptures. And I said to, I said to Pastor Eddie in the, in the pastor's lounge that, uh, that, you know, I thank God I never went to a seminary <laughs> that could mess me up. That doesn't mean V1 College is going to mess you up. It means V1 College is going to uh, straighten you up because it is, not a, it is not a seminary or a cemetery. I mean a seminary. It's a uh, spirit-filled, revelatory college. Okay, but I, I, I thank God in those years I never went to one because they really messed people up in those days. You go in saved on fire. You come out doubting and questioning God. And you come out an exposing channel or a heretic channel or some reformer coming out and, uh, you know, trying to attack those who move in the gifts and who does the job. Uh, so after that encounter, the prophetic call came upon my life, but I never really entered into it. And then I began to serve and I was going flat out. We went to full-time ministry serving. Uh, served my spiritual father for 10 years in the nation of South Africa. And I, uh, uh, then we were sent out into full-time ministry. During that time of serving, I had a lot of other encounters. I did 40-day water force. I, was, I had an encounter. And I want to say this, that people need to be very careful, especially the times we're going in, to not, not, to, uh, not to play down the necessity of an encounter. A man with an with a, with a, with a opinion and an argument is at the mercy of a man with an encounter. I'm going to say it again. Somebody with an opinion and an argument is at the mercy of somebody with an encounter and experience. The moment you encounter Jesus Christ or He walks into your room one-on-one, face-to-face, and He meets you, and is it possible? Absolutely, yes. For every single person, there is a face-to-face encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ for you. It depends on the hunger in your heart and the expectation. So with the expectation, there's a spiritual expectation that can be in this room that can stir up prophecy that can stir up the gifts to be made manifest are you guys with me? Mm-hmm. okay you know so there's one thing that, that, that uh, you know in South Africa we have two types of we have a third world and a first world country so I always say to those who are in the first world and then those in the third world, when I, it's very strange, South Africa, those who have been to South Africa, uh, you can be in the rich and then you can be amongst the poor. It is, it is a very polarized opposite. And, uh, you know, we have been in services where people are so desperate because they walk three days to get to a meeting. 
They have nothing but God. They will throw their babies at you. You stand here preaching, there's four rows. They are desperate. They'll throw their baby from there towards you just for the baby to get healed. They throw their passports. They, it's, it's because they have nothing but God. But sometimes in a first world country, we can have options. And options is like I have Dr. A, I have Dr. B, I have psychologist C, and then maybe I've got uh, God somewhere if those things don't work out. And hunger determines how the glory realm will enter into a place. And I'm going to get to the message of the glory just now, but listen to this. So, so I had this, I was serving my spiritual father that encounters was 40 day water fast. And I remember being in my room, the smoke of the cloud of the glory of God was all over me. And I remember looking and I saw two feet standing in front of me with the brightness of the sun. And as I looked at these two feet, I tried to look up at the body and I couldn't see from the midway up. It was too much brightness. And as I was looking, trying to see the face, I was taken into a spiritual habitation up into the heavens, if I can only explain the way. And I didn't count this. I'm not going to get into the details where uh, the Lord showed me how I should lay my ministry down and serve my spiritual father. And I should lay my dreams down and serve the dream of my spiritual father. And the moment that if I do it, my ministry will explode. And I saw these screens of my ministry all over the countries, the nations, the crusades, the conferences, the churches we will plant. And uh, uh, it was incredible. So, so, so is there a watch somewhere? Not just so that I know. There's not a watch there somewhere. Thank you. Okay. So I just want to measure the, the time. So then, then, because we, you know, we'll, we'll prophesy in the second service. I might do one year. We'll see. Um, but if there's a pool, it makes it difficult. So I need you to pull. Say with me, pull. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Okay. So, I served my spiritual father. I got into this vision. Right after that vision, we were sent out into itinerant ministry in three days. But right after that encounter, I mean, when you have an encounter, there is a residue that, of the glory that remains on you. I remember coming out of that encounter and I walked into a service where I was preaching and I walked in from the back. It was about, let's say, 600, 500 people or so. And as I walked in from the back, the glory and, and residue began to fall on the people. They didn't see me walking in, but it began to slay them as I walked in like this. It is the residue of a service. And from there, obviously, we were sent out in ministry. We had a national revival in the nation of Namibia. We saw about 13,000 salvations in 18 days. And I'm not speaking of uh, only Christians salvations. I'm speaking going from churches to churches where we saw the blind eyes opening, the glory falling to such a degree. I get to the hotel room. Again, the glory was, I was preaching in the service, just talking. And it was like a waterfall glory falling in the middle. And people couldn't stop screaming for two hours. I eventually just put the mic down. I walked out, went to the hotel room. I stood by uh, the receptionist just to get my keys. And there they still have keys. I tried to get my keys for the room. As I took a key, she began to weep. I said, well, she doesn't know I'm a Christian. I said, what's going on? She says, what is this I'm feeling? What is this I'm feeling? I said, no, no, now I'm tired. I'm like, no, don't worry, it's the anointing. Uh, I'm going to, uh, you know, go to my room. And I went to my room that night and I'm just sharing with you experiences just to get you a bit hungry. I went to my room that night. As I walked up to the room, I remember walking into my bed and my computer's usually on my bed. I just, this was about 12 o'clock at night. And as I walked towards my bed to get into the bed, a force hit me. I was alone in the room. A force hit me to the corner. And I began to look up and there was, 
there was, I, 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 it's difficult to say whether it's an angel, whether it's God, but there was, there was the glory of God was on my bed. And I remember trying to get up and walk there again. And I was pushed back and a voice said to me, you will die if you walk there. And then the Lord began to rebuke me and He said, I want to send you to nations. I want to use you, but your body is not right. Your physical body. Because I saw one of the greatest revivalists in the nation of South Africa. I mean, this man would preach in 20,000 and people would be carried out of there under the glory. I saw a person like that dying at the age of 45 because of a heart attack. And the Lord said to me, I cannot take you further unless you fix your body. And so we went through, obviously we had itinerant ministry. We began to plant the church. Our church grew to one of the, uh, one of the right now, one of the fastest growing churches in terms of planting. I mean, we were planting, uh, we planted three churches uh, in the nation of South Africa with over 2,000 people within four years those three took place already and God's hand was just upon it but what happened was I had a again an angel came to me said plant the church uh, on a certain date and we did it and from day one it was packed to overflow and uh, we have never ceased to see the hand of God on we're busy building right now we're busy going into a building project we have never ceased to see the hand of God on us uh, in that nation so that's a little bit of where we come from but uh, go with me to 2 Corinthians 3 verse 18 let me let me let me read it here from from my side say with you this say faith say anointing say glory so 2 Corinthians 3 18 and all of us with an unveiled face because we continued to behold in the Word of God, as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord are constantly being transfigured into His very own image in ever-increasing splendor. And from one degree, say with you, one degree of glory to another degree of glory. Listen, I wanted to, I wanted to know if this is possible. If it is not, it's fine. Could we maybe move this a bit forward? That's my, unless if this camera cues like... Uh, you know, I would have loved if it's on the black, but if it's not because of the lighting, it's fine there. Whichever is best for you guys. You guys can let me know. So listen to this. Paul is explaining a change of dimensions. Say with you again, say faith, say anointing, say glory. So when I began to minister uh, to nations, and I remember I was, I was in a... Uh, I was in another nation on Reunion. It's called Reunion Island. It's a French island. We're ministering to about 2,000 people. And as I was ministering, I realized we were doing deliverance. There was about three, 400 people manifesting. And I could not do deliverance uh, on every single person. There was too much of a demand. That's great. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Just because there it looks a bit, I'm, like, I'm looking at no faces. I want to see faces. As long as they smile. We, me and Pastor Mike, we experience too many people that don't like us. We want to come to church and see people that love us. Uh, God loves everybody, but He doesn't like everyone. Okay, let's leave that. Are you guys with me? He does. He does love everyone, but He doesn't like everyone. So King David said, He made me king over Israel because He liked me. Two Chronicles. It says, so King David is saying, the Hebrew word for like is ratsa. He said, God ratsa me. He liked me more than others. And that is why he made me king. So that is why Facebook has a like 
and only came later on with the love, but it was first likes. Because liking is better than loving. God so loved the whole world. He loves everybody. People think God loves me. That's nothing special. God is love. He has to love. But whether He likes you is a different situation. When He likes you, the friendship of God, the glory of God will come upon your life. The touch of God will rest upon your life. So listen, so the Lord, as I went to nations, I was preaching, it was about 2,000 people. Demons began to scream out. It was a very occultic island. And I mean, demons would run to you, whether you anointed, they rip your clothes. They, it was chaos. And that church hasn't seen deliverance really. So it was chaos. There was no control. But then the Lord said to me, you cannot minister one-on-one. -on -one. You need to minister in what I call the glory of God. This is where you have the ability to speak a word and the glory comes down. You can have, you can preach and people in the back and experience God. There is a depth to it. And he said to me, Leon, ministers, many ministers operate in the realm of faith or they operate in the realm of the anointing, but they are not touching the glory of God. They are failing to enter into a realm called the glory of God. Say with you the glory. So, so listen, so, so 2 Corinthians 3.18 says that when we behold Him, when we behold the glory of the Lord as in a mirror, that we go in the Amplified from one degree to another degree. In the Greek it says this, from one dimension into another dimension. So there are shift of dimensions that are taking place. Are you guys with me? So I want to touch on this. And like I said, I'm not going to get the whole full meat of the message. I want to just get the bones out to you, the context, to give you a truth, what I believe God is going to shift this church into. And God is going to shift this, this, uh, this, uh, uh, this part of the body of Christ and V1 into. So there are three dimensions. The Lord said to me, there are three dimensions, three realms of the supernatural. There's faith, anointing, and there's the glory realm. With faith, you minister to individuals. With anointing, you touch crowds and cities. But with the glory, you touch continents and nations. So the glory of God, the Bible says that even though darkness shall fill the earth, that the glory of the Lord shall cover the whole earth as the waters shall cover the sea. But it says this, the knowledge of the glory of the Lord. Meaning that what am I giving you today? The knowledge of the glory. The glory is something that can only be caught by revelation. Say with you, revelation. It cannot be taught. It must be caught. God must reveal His glory to you. The moment He reveals His glory to you, you know how to receive Him right in the back. Meaning I can stand here and you know how to have your spirit open. In the back row for my eyes to be able to see or to minister, for God to touch you with the healing, for ministry to come to you. There's no, there's no distance in the spirit. So the first realm, say with you, faith. The first realm is the realm of faith. It is the weakest realm. There are many different dimensions of faith, which is not part of my message, but we have weak faith, small faith, little faith, big faith, great faith. And then we have the faith of God, which is Mark in the book of Mark. I think it's Mark 9, 23 or so. We see the faith of God. So the Bible actually explains it that saying have faith in God, but it's a misquoting. It actually means the faith of God. So once you tap into that realm, you get a part of God in you. So faith is a measure and faith is what comes into a person's. Faith is not hope. Faith is not hope. Faith is not knowledge. Faith is not optimism. What is faith? Faith is not positive speaking. Hebrews 11 verse 1. Go through to Hebrews 11 verse 1 if you have it. Otherwise, I'll just read it from here. I want to read it out of the, out of the Amplified. Let me see if I can read it out of the Amplified. 
I love the Amplified. It speaks a lot. It is written by women. I know we're in the, we're in the States and uh, there's some gender confusion greatly. In South Africa, like, what gender? You just get smacked. Uh, it's fine. <laughs> you. <laughs> There's no thing like a child coming to a parent in South Africa, especially a black, a black family. Oh, you get smacked left, right. Till you, your gender, your, pre, your pronoun will change back to what it was before very quickly. <laughs> Sorry, I said I'm leaving, on, I'm leaving on Wednesday, Pastor Mike. It is, it is, it is. <laughs> Hebrews 11 verse 1, listen to this. Now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of things. Oh man, I could preach on this. Uh, so we're just limited by time. The second service, we're going to push, obviously, proper. And uh, you know, in South Africa, we preach four or five hours. <laughs> but we also have morning services, obviously, where it's limited because of time and multiple services. So I understand that. But prophetic, oh man, of the things, is the title deed. So the title deed. Faith is the title deed of the things we hope for, being the proof of things we do not see and the conviction of the reality. Faith perceiving as real fact as not revealed in the senses. So faith takes into the realm of the senses. But let's put it as everybody knows. Now faith, so the now faith. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So it is the substance, the hypostasis of things hoped for and the evidence, the elankos of things not seen. So what is the definition of faith? Very simple. Faith is now. So the faith is now. It is not past. It is not a future. It is right now. Something that happened yesterday cannot give me faith for today. An encounter that happened a month ago cannot give me faith for today. Faith is present tense. Faith is now. Are you guys with me? So I want to just, I, I want to get to the glory. So I have about 10 minutes left. So faith, faith, listen to this. Faith is two things. Faith is a state of being. And then faith is what we call the spirit of faith. Well, let me change a little bit. The speaking spirits. You cannot activate faith without your mouth being opened. Are you guys with me? Paul says that we have believed and therefore we speak because we have the spirit of faith. So once the spirit of faith comes upon you, it activates your mouth to begin to speak the oracles of God or to begin to speak and say, listen here, next month I will have this. Next year I will be in this place. Before you prophesy over somebody else, begin to prophesy over yourself. Everything I have right now. Listen, I did ministry for many years and I'll prophesy over this one and they're a millionaire and I'll prophesy over that one and they become a millionaire. I'm like, no. I can prophesy over myself so that I can become a millionaire. And we didn't have a house. We were very poor. We had nothing. We had absolutely nothing. Trust me, we would come to America for conferences just to come and sit in conferences for importation and we would sell all our furniture. We'd sell everything to come here. We didn't even have a place to stay. This was many years ago. And the Lord began to lift, and, I, and a few years ago, this thing began to come revelation to me and said, prophesy your life. And I began to see my eyes opened. And we saw a house for a whole year 
in the Spirit, by your spiritual eyes that Paul says, that now by the Spirit of wisdom and revelation, that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened. What does a prophet do? A prophet opens the spiritual eyes of people to be able to see their destiny, to be able to see their future. Are you guys with me? We're not speaking of third eye nonsense. We're speaking of spiritual eyes. Every believer has a set of spiritual eyes. It is called blepo eyes in the Greek. It is another set of eyes, an anointed set of eyes, part of your spirit man that has the ability to see your future. So when you have faith, you begin to speak, you begin to prophesy. And we got into, I mean, we, we, and God began to bless us. And I live the life right now that I saw five years ago. I live the life right now that I prayed for five years. I live the life right now that I believed and imagined they may not even get into imagination. That is for the prophetic. People wonder, how do we prophesy, Pastor Mike? I'm just going to drop one thing, you know. You know, when I say, uh, please, please stand for me. I have a word for you. No, not you. <laughs> but let's say, I say, uh, I hear God speaking to me. We hear nothing yet. You know, like I say, please stand. God is saying to me, God is saying nothing yet. It's all faith. And only once we begin to open our mouth, does God speak. But what you do beforehand, you imagine that person's life. But that's for our prophetic schools. Imagination is pure. It is given by God. God is a creative God. He's, the Bible says, in fact, when they built the Tower of Babel, that everything they imagine to do will be possible for them. We have to stop them. So God is saying, whoa, whoa. everything that is in their imagination they can do, that means God has given you imagination because things you imagine is in the Spirit. And it is first in the Spirit before it comes into the natural. In fact, God judges the imagination more than what He judges the natural. That is why Jesus says, even if you lust after a woman in your heart, you are judged for it. That's why the, the book of Proverbs says that as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Another translation says, as a man imagines in his heart. Are you guys with me? Mm. Some of you look silent, not sure. Okay. So faith is a speaking spirit. Everything, let me just drop a thing for you. Everything, and I don't know if I'm going to finish or not. Uh, everything has a voice and has ears. Let me give you an example. There's seven kingdoms. You have the atomic kingdom. You've got the microbial kingdom. We have the mineral kingdom, the plant kingdom, the animal kingdom, the human kingdom, the planetary kingdoms. Every kingdom has a voice and has ears and has a level of consciousness, but I'm not going to get into that right now. That is why Jesus stood in front of the tree, a fig tree. And the Bible says that Jesus answered the tree. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Jesus answered. How do you answer somebody if they speak to you first? That means the tree had to have a voice that spoke to Jesus first. And then Jesus answered, quote unquote, the tree back. Why did He answer the tree? Because the tree had a voice from the Garden of Eden where the tree shouted the law and said, cover yourselves, Adam and Eve, with figs. Cover your nakedness with self-righteousness. Cover yourself with the law. Cover yourself with figs. So a tree has a voice. Jesus speaking to the storms and He says, be still. 
The word still in the Greek means be silent. Stop speaking. Are you guys with me? Joshua and the son. When Joshua commanded the son to stop, the Bible says, he says, son, stand still. It means this in the Hebrew. Be silent and shut up. I hope that's not a swear word. I come to America and then, you know, there's words that, you know. I find it out only during, but that's literally in the Greek, it means to shut up in the Hebrew. So he was saying to the son, be silent. Be, because a voice was coming from the planetary kingdom. And if you study principalities and sons of God, etc., you'll know what the son is. But a voice was coming. Now, we can even go, we can even go, go further and we see how, how, how the mineral, say with the gold, gold and silver, so the Bible says money answers all things. It means money has a mouth. And if money answers all things, Ecclesiastes 10 verse 9, it means money must have ears to hear. You're not hearing what I'm saying. So if you have a spirit of speaking faith or a speaking spirit, the spirit of faith upon your life, you have the ability to speak and money has to obey because it is a kingdom that is under your kingdom. It is a kingdom that is lower than your kingdom. God has caused you to trample upon serpents and scorpions and over all the kingdoms of this world. Are you guys with me? People are poor because their mouths are poor. People are poor because they don't have creativity and their mouth cannot be speaking it. They cannot walk and say, next year this time, I will be a house owner. I will, my business will do this. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Are you guys with me? Pastor Mike, I'm not even going to get to the glory. We're going to get to the second service to the glory. You know, we're going to get to the second service to the glory because I cannot rush the glory. I cannot rush. I really cannot rush it. Um, Are you guys with me? Come here, come here, come here. Come, here. come stand here. So we touched on faith. The Lord ministered to me about you. Stand, stand there. Can somebody be behind them? Are you all used to ministering? It's so, so uh, uh, somber. I hope, I hope, uh, you know, sometimes people are afraid that you're going to see sins. We do see sins. You can just relax, you know. We do see sins everywhere. It's a joke, by the way. Um, the Lord ministered to me about you, but just a very, very short word. There's also somebody by the name of like uh, Shelly, Shelly, but... I don't know if it is, if the Lord's prompting me for this service or next service, but that I need to minister. And sometimes people don't respond because they just don't think of it. They're not active or they're not, um, or they're scared or they're nervous. It's nothing to be nervous. A prophetic word is there to give you light in a dark place. It is there to encourage you. The Lord said to me, because you stood and because you made a decision, 
And because even though as hard and as hell as what it was, there was something that I have tested and that I've put inside of you where you can discern the right from wrong. And the Lord said to me that because they embraced the prophets and because they stood with storms and with winds, tell them I will prosper them. Tell them prosperity will be their portion and put it upon their lives from this day. For the Lord says, there's visions, there are dreams, that you've been having and visions that you've been having. For I have not given it to you in vain, says the Spirit of God. For I will lift you up and I'll raise you up for you have gone through my, my furnace of fire. You have gone through my furnace of affliction. But the Lord is saying it's all for a purpose because I've shaped you and I've watched and I looked at your, your heart and I found it pleasing before me, says the Lord. For all the things that you've seen, all the trouble that you've gone through, do not worry, do not fear, says the Spirit. For I will lift you up and they will see my hand upon you for where they've mocked you and where they've ridiculed you, where they've spoken down and where they've rejected you. The Lord is saying, see now my lifting will start. And the Lord is saying there'll be an importation, but even now every spirit that has held you back, every demonic bondage that has tried to lie and try to repeat itself with a cycle by the shalak word of God, by the prophetic word of God, I command it to leave them and I command this destiny to come upon them. I release prosperity upon their lives in Jesus' mighty name. Let's come and give Jesus a praise offering. Let me just touch you. Come on, give him a praise offering. Lush. Now, in the second service, we're going to be moving and prophesying over a lot of people. Uh, I'll be finishing the message quite soon in the, in the, in the, in the, in the second service. Say with me again, say faith. Say anointing, say glory. We haven't even touched on the anointing. We haven't touched on the glory. The glory realm is the realm of eternity. It is the realm where of timeless zone. It is the realm where God lives. It is the realm where God is. The clothing is God's shadow. It is His. It is God's cloth. Uh, sorry, the glory is God's shadow. The glory is God's clothing. When it comes into a place, it brings in the fullness of God. It can deliver you in the back. It can deliver you in the front. It can give you prosper uh, prosperity. And listen, I'm I'm a a prosperity preacher I own it I understand you don't like it so I always say if people say they don't like it must I preach receive poverty God is a God who rejoices in your prosperity the blessing of the Lord makes one rich and adds no sorrow to it where the glory is Gold follows where the glory is. The first sign is prosperity. The anointing is for cities, but the glory is for nations. The glory is for continents. God puts His glory. The Bible says He shares His glory with no one, but He puts His glory on individuals so that people can see Him. When you move in the glory, you move in the God realm, the realm of the supernatural, the realm of the glory, the realm and the zone of glory. There's no time, there's no space, there's no matter. As it is in heaven, so it is on earth. For as He is, so are we. When you tap into the glory realm, nothing is impossible for you. 
you will feel Him and sense Him at your house. You will feel Him and sense Him in your bedroom. You'll be able to prophesy from the glory realm where there's no time. You will see your house that you'll receive in 10 years time in the glory. Say with me, nothing is impossible. In the glory, under the anointing, I cut off the giant's heads. Under the glory, giants are not even welcome. Giants are illegal. Raise your hands, raise your hands, raise your hands in this place. Leska abrekanoska deveskatai. Oska brekedenoska de lebreska de namambrioskadaya. Say with me, say, Holy Ghost, fill this place with your glory. Touch my life with your glory. Put your tangible presence upon my life. I want to enter the glory realm. I want to enter the glory zone. Give me a revelation of the glory of God, of the three dimensions, faith, anointing, and glory. I want to enter the dimension of glory. I want to know you more than ever before. This day, even the next service, I receive impartation of the glory realm in Jesus' mighty name. Come on, give Him one more praise offering, church. Give Him one more praise offering. Thank you so much, Pastor Mike.